The One Space Love Show for the love of music, lifestyle, well-being and culture while caring for our planet. On this show, I will be chatting with musicians, artists and creative minds that are living life on purpose by doing what they love. I'm your host, Steph Pappas. You're listening to One Space Love. So welcome, Dr. Tommy John, to the One Space Love show. So beautiful to have you on. Thank you for saying yes. How are you? <laughs> of course. I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, I'm very good. And it's a, it's an interesting time we are all living in at the moment. And I felt very drawn to have you on. So I really appreciate you taking the time because I know you've got a lot of projects that you're spinning up in the air and juggling as well. And you're all the way over in the States in LA, right? Uh, San Diego. Yes. Oh, yes. San Diego. Sorry. Yeah. San Diego. <laughs> time, place, space. It's all, we feel so connected. Yeah, it doesn't matter, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, can you introduce to the listeners by answering the statement I am and give like a nice, you know, summary yeah, of sure. who you are in this moment? Yeah. So I am a human being on earth <laughs> who sleeps when he's tired, who eats when he's hungry, who moves when he's itchy, um, who believes in the connectivity and the empowerment and facilitating human sovereignty and, and medical and health freedom. And I will be the biggest defender of our body's ability to adapt and regenerate and heal from anything. And if somebody wants to try to chance on that and get in the way of that, I will step up. And um, that's what I stand for. That's what I'm here. That's what I've been doing for you know a lifetime, but now feel called due to just with the powers that be looking to try to quiet that ability or try to step in and make people feel powerless. And uh, I feel called and this is what he'll all die on. That's for sure. Exactly. So this is, this is your calling. And I, and I have read a little bit about your story and I just, I wanted what your life story, that's such a broad statement, but the experiences that you've had along the path. And I was fascinated because I didn't know this when I first was introduced to you of your background with your father. And, you know, I have three boys, so I have my own story with that, but going back to your father, Dr. Tommy John, and his experience with the health system. Let's just touch on that a little bit and go back to the younger version of you and when you had that moment of realisation that there was something more, you know, what life experiences put the dots for you. There was something more to the medical system at a young age. When when do you saw that moment? Yeah. So I, I literally, I was always curious. I was always observant as a kid. I was always fascinated by how people did things differently. Um, I, my dad was a professional athlete, so I would watch how he would prepare for his environment at the time. And I would watch his teammates. I would watch my teammates and I would try to mimic and imitate the ones that I, that stood out to me. And I didn't know why I was just very observant of everybody's actions and how people went about doing things. Um, and then uh, we go into college athletics and I had a, an infection in my shoulder 
caused by a medical procedure, but then that same medical uh, body then did a flush and a save. So I've seen how the medical industry can almost kill you or does kill you, certainly and cause a death in the, in the United States, and then what they can do emergency-wise from problems that they cause. So um, I got to be on both sides of that fence. Um, I was also, as I was being delivered, even as a baby, Christian Northrup says this, uh, I was coming out of my mom and they gave an epidural because that's what you do to mothers when they're delivering for some reason. And um, they missed and she gets knocked out. And so I'm stuck in the birth canal suffocating. So a procedure that they push on everybody that they even think is, is beneficial now all of a sudden is threatening my life. So then they pull me out with tongs and forceps and save my life. So again, two medical procedures that should have killed me, two saving graces from the same medical. <laughs> so I've been a part of seeing both sides of this whole thing. And um, I just had a background in sport and soft tissue injury. So literally just like rolled ankles, torn ACLs. And then that led to the system we were doing was MS, Parkinson's and diabetes and all these other things. We were having these, these amazing breakthroughs doing the opposite of what physical therapy, the allopathic model, what every coach, what every trainer was being taught in schools. This was in the early 2000s. So I started to see like, wait a second. And this was just injury. Like this was like soft tissue. And then it turned into like, uh, like paralysis and some other things. I'm like, wow, that whole system, orthopedics, is just an entire sham, like the entire thing. Well, then it gets into like psychiatric medication, that whole road, because my brother was in that world. And I got to okay. see, I got to train, I got to train his psychiatrist. And I literally started to ask him because he's not out to kill my brother. And so I'm asking him questions. And what was happening with your see. brother? What was happening well, with your brother? You mean depression? Whatever battling whatever they labeled them with, which is depression. Yeah. Since you're not ever sick or diseased, your body's just healing. They like to, they like to call it, um, even a tumor is not sickness. The tumor is the body's ability to adapt. We like to call it cancer or MS. It's just the body healing. The body's never diseased or sick. It's always in a healing state. And so now they've told us that our feelings are disease. What a fucked up scenario that is. So now you have somebody thinking that their feelings are a disease and something's wrong with them. So whatever they label them with, I honestly don't even know because I forgot about it. But okay. he gets into that world. He's thrown into Seroquel and, and lithium and all this other shit. Well, now I'm like asking his psychiatrist how he could possibly treat somebody like this, like knowing the body and, and he's flat out like we don't know what we're doing. We have no idea how a brain's going to respond. That's why we ask questions when we give uh, medications and we keep changing it up. Everybody's different. Oh, okay. Can I see some of your textbooks? Cause I'd like to learn where you're coming from because it seems just asinine and lunatic. So he gives me his textbooks. They're published by Pfizer. So the whole thing is just falling apart. And this was like 2008. And I'm like, okay, you can't exist in that model and be a healthy person. It's, there is no allopathic model. What about a car accident? I, no way. It's all done. That whole thing is over with. We're done giving them people. People can go there and you can support it, but I'm going to fight like hell for this lifetime to take them down and take naturopathic down too, because they're selling out as well. They're owned by the same companies. So when I started to pull that back, I started to see that the whole system, the university system, the agriculture, I mean, everything was coming from the same place. And now fast forward to 2020 and they like to run out the biggest scam in the history of the world. So I pulled back the curtain on that and it's just an extension of everything they've been doing, right? So I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, this is my calling. I've been doing this for this amount of time. I've been this vocal, but now everybody's 
seeking for that voice because everyone else is being quieted or censored or and so I'm saying the same message that's why everyone's like how long have you been vocal about this like my entire friggin' life my yeah. message has yeah. not changed I published a book with the same shit I'm saying now but now people all of a sudden want to listen when their kids were falling apart they didn't want to do shit so it's like it's the same message. I just now don't give a crap. And when I was deleted, now I'm really loud. And if somebody comes to close my office, good luck, like trying to take me down. I'm dropping my license. I'm not playing a part of this anymore. And so I'm just mm -hmm. out. I'm out of the whole thing. My role is to help empower and facilitate. I can't save anybody and can't heal anybody. It's not going to happen. So everyone's in involved in their self. They're going to have to figure out how they're going to maneuver, what their line is. I'm just trying to show them that there is a capacity of the human spirit there is a way to live that even if you're in prison, you can have a pretty damn good life. Talk to Mandela mm -hmm. or Viktor Frankl. Those guys found ways to turn their situation an opportunity. All we've been given right now is an opportunity. This is a, the biggest trauma that the world has ever seen, what they're trying to pull with this fairy tale, right? So with every trauma comes a healing response greater than the trauma. That's how we're designed or we wouldn't be here. So we have an opportunity to heal greater than that. That's how we're wired. So do it. What are you doing? It's been over a year. Do it. Like, are you scared? Yeah, I'm scared too. Everybody's scared. We're losing people. Fuck, do it. Right now, yeah. you're still alive. You have to take action on this. Otherwise, you're going the other way. And nobody's going to say, I'm not waiting for others. And if I lose family, you lose family. But this is one of the biggest divides and biggest eye openers to you have to wake up or you will be left. That's all yeah. there is to it. Yeah scary but real i mean this is where we are you know we had a year of this and so it's over if you're not awake now and aware you're out just just stay out of my way and stay out mm -hmm. of other people's way you know today we're chatting with dr tommy john can you also share about your father and the medical system because you know i, I just what i was taken back by was the doctor that he came across i mean i, I think it happened before you were born but how he without operation yeah. but how he's you know they're just saying that there's a 1% chance and that 1%, yeah. I mean, of course, it was his uh, accountability and his responsibility. It's not the operation. <laughs> That's what people would miss. Right. It's what he did right. after. And I love how he said, it's after, listen to your body. We're following you now after the operation. You know, we've, we've done the medical part, but now you need to tune in and listen to your body. I mean, what a soul to bring you on this earth. I mean, incredible. What was your dad like? I mean, growing up with him and yeah. So he's a beast. Yeah. And, and here's what's something interesting because everyone's going to be like, well, Tommy John, you shouldn't be attacking the medical community because the medical community saved your dad's career. Well, let's wait, <laughs> let's wait and see how he got there. He was given 50 cortisone shots instead of the medical community going to cause and figuring out why somebody's hurting the way they are, why the body would be trying to heal this way. They go ahead and throw the fire alarm out the window and continue to sit the man in the burning building. Now, fast forward 13 years and his elbow explodes. Oh my God, what a genius move that they transplant a ligament. Yeah, genius. That's great. Why the hell would somebody even have to be in that situation in the first place? So that's what we don't talk about. And then it's like, oh, this surgery, medical. I'm like, all right, yeah, it led to this Tommy John surgery and it's popular and whatever. And it turned into this great thing, but he should never have been in that position in the first place. And that's fine. That, that's where we're at. He turned it into an opportunity, which is really what I would have done, right? Like it's this spirit that he's got. He just needed... He wanted to do something so badly on this planet, and that was compete throwing yeah. baseballs. That's all he wanted to do. Um, 
So when this happened, he had no cho- no options. He kept pe- pestering and pestering. Is there anything you can do? Anything? And Dr. Job was just like, well, there's this thing that we've never done in the throwing arm of a pitcher, but I don't know what's going to happen. And my dad's like, is there any chance? And he's like, well, yeah. I mean, like one, per- I guess one out of a hundred. My dad's like done. Like he just wanted to know that there was an opportunity and that was it. And he'd do the rest. And that's what we need to have in people. You have to be able, that's why I pushed Dr. Cassie Huckabee. She'll sit across from people with stage four, MS, ALS, all these incurable mm-hmm. things that people have been labeling. Right. And they're like, is, has somebody on the world healed this? Well, yeah, millions have done. Then, then you can, it's in your wiring. And that's all they needed to hear. And the people that heal are the ones that like say, I'm going to heal. <laughs> like, they're not like, uh, can you save me? Or can you kind of point the direction I'm going to kind of let? No, show me what to do. I will mm. heal. Done. They're the guarantees. And it's not we hope. It's just how the body works. Okay. So this whole like, well, you know, no, it's just how the body works. So what he went through is the capacity that everybody has, you know, and it was amazing that he has, everybody's like, oh, it's remarkable. Well, it's just the human. It's, he expressed it at like the greatest level, you know, and what he had that nobody else had was he had his reason. And that was for throwing a ball and competing, you know, and my reason is my throwing of my ball is living life i just want to experience the sensations of life to the max as as long as i can that's yeah. it and so what's interesting now is now that baseball's taken out the man could give two shits about taking care of himself oh, that's what i was gonna say where <laughs> is he at thing. now in his mindset yeah yeah no no and, but he, what's so great is he doesn't let anything bother him and that's huge in people uh when i talk to 90 plus year olds I always ask him, like, what's the secret that gets them this this late in life, able to be this this content? And they're always like, secret? What do you mean? And they're always, they always match up with, I just never let anything get to me. I just let things go, let things go, let things go. They never say exercise. They never say diet. They never say some detox or cleanse. They all drink in some way. They all do drugs or psychotropic. Like, they all do these things that are such great aspects of life, but they're like, I don't hold on to anything. And that's where my dad is now. He's just like, ah, that's literally why he's still around is because he doesn't hold on to anything. But he would have done anything to pitch, Mm. cut his pinky toe off, sacrifice this, sacrifice that. Yeah, that's what I'm willing to do. Same expression of human. Only my drive is, you know, for other things in life than throwing a baseball. And so it's just to show the potential. We just need that. We need that reason. We need that reason. And then we need that those. We need the people behind to support our belief and our purpose. And if we have that crew, and if you don't have it, you still got it. You just got to find it in you first. Yep. That's that's the thing with it all, you know? It gives you that light to that guiding. Path. That's yeah. it. That's mm-hmm. it. Because everybody else is going to come at you wanting to knock you down. Even want to knock you down because you speak in terms. I mean, I have haters. I have haters speaking for medical and health freedom. How the hell? When I'm fighting for you. Are you giving me hate in a DM or something? Like, it's just so frustrating to them because they don't, they don't want to take that mm-hmm. on. And they've been told a story and they've been told. And it's very scary when you, ex- when you hold yourself accountable and responsible for your own expression of life. That's, 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 that's a hard thing for a lot of people. And they've been desensitized to that for 40 yeah. years. You know, So I'm very empathetic to them. That's why I kind of joke with them when they come back with hate. Cause I, I, I'm not fighting. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing, but I just tell them, understand I'm fighting for you. You realize yeah. this. 
you know. I know where I'm going next, but I just want to bring for the people that are listening on an auditory manner, can you just explain where you got to have this relationship with your samurai sword? <laughs> so you see the samurai sword. So so the samurai sword, I was watching The Bodyguard with Kevin yes. Costner and Whitney Houston. Yeah. And during, there's a scene in there where he throws a scarf up and it falls and it splits into two pieces. And I was living there and I was like, a samurai sword would be so cool. I want to do it. Um, and I just ordered a samurai sword. I, and it was literally, this symbolizes that we have this ability to be free adults and we could just literally go do what you want to do. If you want to order a samurai sword, so what's your samurai sword, go get it and do it. So when I hold it in these videos, it's just exemplifying the freedom that it is of being a free, uh, you know, sovereign conscious adult, you know, and, then, and I have fun with it. I open boxes with it. I chop fruit, <laughs> and I, but it's not, it's not to fight. It just, it just shows that this is what we have the capacity yeah. to do, whether it's laying on your stomach, watching a movie and you order a sword, yeah. you know, or you want to go outside or you want to connect with a loved one. Like you're a, you're a friggin' free adult. Do it. Mm. That's what you got. So. Mm. Where do you think all these insights came from? Do you think that they just came through you or, you know, because they're, yeah. Where do you think they came from? So I think we all have them in okay. us. I just think, I think our purest state is when we're children <laughs> and we don't have a lot of the educated, you know, we don't have a lot. That's why the purest form of chiropractic to the people that haven't sold out is pediatrics. It's kids because you can't upsell a kid. You're not going to lie and pitch all this crap to a child. And they respond so yep. quickly because they don't have, they don't have this guarded expectation and they're curious and they challenge and they see, they see no limit. They literally see adventure and, and their imagination is possibility. We all have mm -hmm. that. It just gets knocked out of us in school and, and university and parents and priests and ministers and freaking you name it, right? Like television. It's like, my God. So I've just been, call it an old soul, call it whatever. Yeah. Something, I just didn't like how I was controlled when I was little. I didn't even like going to college. It made no sense mm -hmm. to me, but I just did it because we're supposed to. I played baseball a couple of years professionally. It was like, and then I started to tap into my likes and my desires. And oh my gosh. And the things that stimulated me, I started following my heart instead of what you're supposed to do. Like, what do I feel like I'm like, I need mm -hmm. to do. And now I've tapped into that because I'm so not, I, you, if you try to parent me or manage me, I'm out. Like I, I cannot take it. It's such a bad taste in my mouth that I'm just, how are I can't you with, stand how are this, you with this. relationships. <laughs> well, same. I mean, I have like respect, right? And so I'm always open to improving. Um, and so it's, it's one of those things that I value certain people uh, to give my time to. And, and so let me phrase that. So uh, Dr. Northrop calls them energy vampires, right? Like there's such a select few people that I respect enough to give my time to, to challenge me to be a better person, what I'm doing, you know, so I, I accept like, oh, if it comes out of certain mouths, or from certain bodies, you know, but it's not just everyone throwing everything at me, and I'm reading the book and everyone, oh, no, 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 that's not happening. But if it's a certain group of people, and they're like, hey, TJ, mm -hmm. and they just, you know, we talk and it's like, oh, interesting. That's, that's cool, you know. Um, but my biggest thing is to let that 12 year old out, and let him lead the way because that was when I was happiest. I always revert back to 12 years old for some reason, my mm. memories. 
12 year old with adult responsibilities and adult capacity. And, and so far everybody's just like, you, you literally just live like you're 12. I'm like, why can't you like, what's wrong with that? We were so closer to connect creator, mm-hmm. whatever you think we came mm-hmm. from when we were children, you know? So I'm trying to like tap into that and bring it out. And everybody seems to be drawn to that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like everyone kind of is addicted to my way of delivering. They're like, I just feel good when I listen to your, I feel good. And so that's, <laughs> that's where we're kind of headed. So as far as like, where did it come from all that? Yeah. I think it's, it's always been there. Um, What's inspiring you at this moment when you say in that joy, childlike playfulness energy, what is, what is your time other than work and helping others? What ignites you at the moment and gives you inspiration to keep going because it, it is, it can be quite overwhelming. So what gets you up and inspires you? So I first want people to understand that there's not a day that goes by that I don't go through depression or anger or, or loneliness. or I, like, That's the human yeah. experience is all of it. And those are lessons. Those are opportunities. So I do not try to do stuff to hide those. I don't try to deny them. I don't try to, you know, cloud them up with, with people or alcohol or drugs or some treatment or a healer. No, 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 no. I, I sit with them and I let myself be with those. Um, and then I take action. So I try to be like, why am I feeling that? It's interesting. Oh, I felt that after I had that engagement with that person, or I felt that after I read that thing, or I felt like I try to make sense of it all. Huh? Cause your body is the all time ruler. It knows exactly what you need to do, where you need to be, who you need to be with, what you need to consume. It knows. And if we tap in the gurus inside you. So I knowing this and believe this full faith, I'll go and I'm like, wow, body, what are you trying to tell me right now? It's not always pretty. It doesn't always feel good. It doesn't always smell good. <laughs> it's not always accepted, but it's you, it's your path. And then what I try to do to make sense of it all is I get out into nature. I get out into nature. Um, and I will literally, um, like a sunset or a forest or a quiet mountain or the ocean or, or pelican surf in the waves, or like, there's always that that connects me to greater and, and, and brings in this power that I see outside that we all have access Mm. to even connecting with a cat. And when I'm petting the cat on the ground, I look under this bush and there's this whole ecosystem under Mm. the bush. There's a web with water and drops in it. And there's bugs like, like irrigating the ground and the ground is like taking in the dead leaves and turning it into nourishment. Like there's a whole life underneath, but I had to see it by getting down the ground with a cat. So there's so much power out and about that when you look at that, that power is inside of us. So then I get up and I'm like, what am I harping on? Dude, it's all within me. Let's go. And I'm immediately, I mean, more times than not immediate. Sometimes it's like a day or two days. I'm like, here we go. But I try, I'm literally so blown away by what we have access to for free outside that that's my big push is to reconnect with nature instead of all these theories, just get out. The the messages are clear and they're out there. And there's so much we can learn from trees, from animals, from our food, from each other, from, from literally the environment around us. There's so many clues that nature leaves that's the biggest book. Like I'm not a big reader and doer. I'm a big doer. And then people tell me, Oh yeah, what you're doing. They call it this in this book. Like, I don't know what they call it. I just know we all have. Yeah. (laughs) You're intuitive and you feel. Yeah. And you, and you see, you know, beyond 
the illusion. Your eyes, you know, see through the lens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And so, I'm, I mean, my next question was, what do you see your role being on the earth? But I feel that your role is to, you can answer that, but I feel, you know, it, it is very much to share this, this message. And in every essence That's of your it. life, it feels like you are embodying that. You are speaking and living and taking responsibility for what it is you believe you are here on this earth to do. Yeah. That's my, I've transitioned since 2020. Thank you, first of all, for yeah. observing that. Cause I, I feel like that's what I, I tried to do. Um, and it was, it was initially getting out information like, like textbook type information. That was very boring, but I'm like, wait, no, this is the immune system. This is how it works. This is viruses aren't anything like here. Okay. That's, sh that shifted. Huh? And I go on feel. When I read certain things, I don't feel good. So I'm not going to post that thing. <laughs> so if it's like an informative tile or an article, no, if it's somebody talking who I respect, but I don't feel good, I'm not reposting them. Like I don't feel good. So now I've shifted to just what am I going to post? And this was even before I got deleted. Yep. I'm going to post how I live my yes. life because I want people to see what a free human being looks like, how amazing this opportunity is. And truly what they can just get, you don't have to be a single guy in California. Like this is just human. <laughs> this is human. I'm not extravagant. I've simplified everything. I don't like purchase a bunch of stuff. It is literally free. Everything I'm doing is free. And then what people see, they're like, thank you for the inspirational video. I'm like, wow, I didn't mean it for it to be inspirational. I'm just living. Yes. I'm literally just showing you my way of life. And then that's how I practice. And those are the principles I put in my office. And that's the other things that I do. There are so many people that sell mm -hmm. a product and live mm -hmm. a different way, you know, and I cannot affiliate myself with them. I was just talking to my naturopath, Dr. Cassie Huckabee. This is why we don't have a lot of friends in the field because there are a lot of posers. I say 99.999% of the people in the medical field, natural or oh, same as the need spiritual to be out of business. Field. Yeah. <laughs> all yeah. of it, yeah. right? I mean, all yeah. of it. we can go yes. into everything, right? <laughs> and it's just, there, there's so much people, there's so many people raking and taking advantage of this opportunity they've been doing it forever now they see another opportunity it's like i'm not i'm not a part of this so all i'm trying to do is just show people what it's like unedited because if we just unedit the human spirit all of a sudden now we're healing all of a sudden now people are accepting self all of a sudden they've been told they weren't good enough they're ugly they're not tall enough they're not smart enough they're not rich enough they're not white enough black enough whatever the flip enough now, all of a sudden, they're just, I am not apologizing. I am accountable to nobody but myself. Mm. And I am going to heal me. And as I heal my individual self, my children have a better shot. And if they do, and my family does, the neighbors do all of a sudden. And now, all of a sudden, anybody we think about has a shot. And now, anybody put up. Now, the whole thing rises. And that's what I'm trying to do is on the individual level, get people to start. I don't know if you saw my post today. I, I haven't checked it, it because I've been busy the, all day. Yeah, I couldn't like, see it because he couldn't find the new account. Well, I got yeah. a new, so I got a new page, right? Naked TJ. Okay. And I put Naked uh, TJ. I put, I, yeah. I was going to bring yeah, up the naked sunbathing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's naked in that I, I don't want to it, but then naked is just no, it's just yeah. out. It's out. Like no, no, no masks, no, no personas, just yeah. this full on naked human like just be a naked human what do you mean just go be open be just let it out um 
But what I did was I said, name something you like, because I did this with a friend the other night, list things you like, just list it. And there are like thousands of comments and you should see these beautiful answers and all of them are free. It's like, that's it. Go focus on that. And if we all sit and read these, like, oh my gosh, I could go out and enjoy a morning walk in the sun. I could get feet on fresh grass. I could hug my child or listen to them giggle. I could, you know, a take a, a dip. <laughs> I, I could, yeah, hug a tree, hang out in the forest, like have a sip of a uh, cup of coffee on a, on a foggy morning. Like there are so many amazing mm. things but we've just been experts. We've become experts in all this bad, this really bad things. And I'm just like, we got to shift what our, what our perception is and what we stand for, our values and beliefs. Yeah. I know without a doubt in my mind why I do things, what I want, where I want to go. And so anything that comes at me, because we can't predict what's coming, it's only going to get harder because that's just the way life is. So it's okay. We're not going to, we're not going to like get all scared about it. No, you're going to do the work to put yourself in a more resilient position. And then what happens is you're able to make these decisions very clear. Yes. So when something is presented to you, you're like, huh, okay. Mm. And you have this, this clear, calm. It's not easy. I'm not saying easy, but it's clear and it's simple. And it's like, I'm supposed to go that way. So everybody's like, how do you know what to do? How do you know that this, it just doesn't make sense to how I live because of how I live. Nobody knows how they live. Nobody knows who, how they are. They don't even know who they are. So then all of a sudden posed with this stuff. It's like, well, I guess I'm supposed to know. Like, what do you stand for? What do you value? What do you believe in? And that's what we got to get back to. What an opportunity for us to do it right now. What an opportunity. Mm -hmm. So well said. I mean, for me, the silver lining out of this experience is, you know, isolation, you know, going that gave us an opportunity worldwide as a collective to have that opportunity to go within and really reassess who it is we are, that guru within us and what it is we value and how it is what we want to put in it. our mouth to eat, how we want to spend our time what we want to listen to, you know, what sub, you know, what do we want to right. feed into our mind, body, and soul? And to me, that that was the silver lining. And it still is. I'm still living that way. And I and I I'm totally. juggling so many plates at the moment um, myself, but I, I feel yeah. I finally got it in 2020 how to first set myself up to be grounded before I went to approach anything. So then everything that comes to me, I'm able to approach it from that place of, yeah, that yeah. space of, of, of knowing. Yeah. <laughs> How does this right? feel? Like that body, body barometer, you know? Um, totally. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's your truth. It's your capital T yeah. truth. And that's why somebody's trying to get me to say something different or act a different way. That's not my yes. truth. And if I'm not acting my truth, I am not my best self. And I am hurting humanity yes. by living in a way that is not me. I'm sorry. It doesn't have to be accepted by everybody. And that's okay. Yeah, I think. Um, but the ones that get me. I think, you know, at the moment, it's a real time. I wish I could find the lyrics. I'll add it in. There's a song um, by a beautiful Australian band called Hussy Hicks. And it talks about, you know, we all have, there's a big diversity at the moment, but it's about using that in a way that brings us together through that diversity because it's okay everyone can have their opinion that's okay but it's res you know respecting each of us to have that freedom to choose what we want right. for our own vessels 
on this human planet. Totally. Yeah. I love it. I know. That's what I'm fighting for. I honor you for fighting for that. We're all, you know, hmm. I think when Thank we you. say it's time to wake up, I, I, I think that word purpose and mission gets thrown around, but I think what it is, see what, what lights you up, what brings you joy, what is important to you and do more of that yeah. to help be that tree That's you it. are in the forest. And if we all are those That's trees, it. we can create ripples of change. <laughs> Perfect. You just said it right there. Like get on, get on every broadcast and just say that right there. That's it. That's it. Love Thank it. you so much. Um, we'll point people. I mean, I, I just wanted to finish up. I, I have, three boys one of yeah. them ever since he was young is absolutely born out of the my womb he's a twin saying I'm going to be a famous soccer player I, you know it's nice. just my and my daughter's like I'm going to be a singer um and he's just turned eight and I have put him into a league you know where he's yeah. playing and it was interesting because I was listening to you talk and I think that we should share because I, I you know my two other boys you do get a lot of pressure they're teenagers now but oh, you yeah. get a lot of pressure to put them in the sports team, to get them you know, know. every afternoon know. an activity. And I constantly was like the the mother at the school grounds that no one really talked to me because I was like, oh, no, my son, we just hang out after school, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of them ended up playing an instrument. But this one, he is in a league. And I think that you have some really important points. points. I want to point mothers and fathers yeah. to the book that you did write in 2018. Um, yeah. And there's so many messages in that. And I, and I loved how you said, look, you could let them, wasn't it that you could let them train six months, but also allowing the body to adjust and, and rest and, and being mindful. Yeah. I mean, I want you to say it, I'm not going to say it, but also you know, with no. all the technology, <laughs> like it's, I, I remember my other boys started a lot later with Minecraft and all these, you know, computer yeah. games, but he yeah. started so early at six and I noticed his posture and his emotional body. Yeah. Um, so I loved, can you share a little bit and then I'll let you go. Cause I know you're really busy, but so anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So it was, there were these injury epidemics happening in youth. There were, there were ligaments in knees, ligaments in elbows, concussions, spine fractures in nine, 10, 11, 12 year olds. And so part of the problem of why that was occurring, man, it's just these massive healing responses that that's all it is. Like the body's just like, I'm trying to heal. I, I'm, I'm this beautiful person and I'm trying to heal. Um, so what is the environment then that we're keeping them in that would cause such a healing response, like these degenerative conditions? So it's a, it's a bunch of, it's three factors is what I said, where the youth sports industry is like $17 billion industry in the, in the States. And so I don't, worldwide, yes, yes. I don't know where, right? But, but it's, it's clinics and coaches and private stuff and and it starts at, you know, five or six years old. I mean, it starts in four in some of them. Um, then you have, I used America. You have the American de-evolution lifestyle. We've been on a slow decline for the last 40 years. Physically incompetent, neuromotorly immature, malnourished, underslept, overprofessional, overeducated, overmedicated. All hmm. these things were just declined. And, and so you put that in with the whole family. And then you have the final piece of the puzzle, which is the toughest of all. It's the keeping up with the Joneses that the parents do because you have so much pressure yes. to, to keep up. And it's so hard because you feel like you're doing your child a disservice if you're not keeping up. So you put all those three together and the body just, it can't keep up. Their little bodies just can't keep up. So what I love is till they're about 12 or 13, from zero womb to like 12, they're just supposed to be children. Mm -hmm. and, and children do what? 
they're outside and they're creative and they're imagining things. You don't have to like, if they want soccer, they will play soccer yeah. <laughs> and they'll make a game and they'll play for. He plays around the and house. So the thing, yeah. they might he plays not, around the house. Even oh, if there's a piece stop. of paper on the floor, you can't Dude. stop him. It's in him. <laughs> So, yeah, you can't stop uh, the ones that want to play. Now, you you forcing somebody to drive them to a practice when they don't, that says something right yeah. there. Um, there was something, uh, some other countries have outlawed uh, leagues till 12 years old. They just, you don't have them. Um, some other things, everyone's just like, well, what about a trainer, you know, for my kids? Like, no, the training, they're their own trainer. They're outside. And if you think about it, there was a Serbian neuroscientist who did a study on basic neurological development for a six-year-old. The six-year-old needs to move. They move an equivalent of six miles a day. Okay. Dude, so think about you or I. That's why I go on these massive walks and do all this stuff. I'm like, I'm holding myself to six-year-old standards. Like if that dude's coming up. <laughs> so we just think about that, right? And you start to put it all together. Plus, when you do it right, you, you don't have an immediate all-star, but you have a healthy based out, foundationally principled, connected with the family, nourished, confident empowered athlete that gets better as they mature and they're late high school all of a sudden they bloom as they're supposed to and now maybe they make an all-star team maybe they don't but what you have is you don't have a broken adult you don't have a broken man or woman you have this this person who grew through these opportunities which is what sports supposed to teach us it's supposed to help us be better adults <laughs> you know more conscientious um uh, empowered, empathic, yeah. healed. Yeah. yeah, like that goals and teamwork and, mm. and, and setting everything else. But we've missed that mark. And so what's going to suck is it's the same thing that's going on now. The majority is doing something a certain way. If you do it differently, you will be outed. It's, it's the same thing that's going on now. And so, I mean, it's just one of those things you got to know as a family what you believe and value. And this is what we stick with. And I'll say the healthiest families, meaning with the less injuries, they're more connected. They, from the top down, mom and dad are on the same page. The children understand because the mom and dad communicate to them as if they're humans, not these little idiots. Yeah. Like kids are actually very smart. You just have to talk to them and communicate with them. Um, but all of a sudden, the 18-year-old doesn't have a cell phone, you know, and, and his friends are like, what the heck? And he's like, well, no, like the cell phone actually take, creates a sympathetic response. I don't want my immune system depressed. I want to be the best at. So that's why I don't have it. But if it's like, oh, my mom wouldn't let me have it. And then now he's outed because his mom had, it's like, they no, start you start to just bring in the whole family. Each of them. Start, I mean, my that's daughter, it. Yeah, my daughter said to me, I, I want to pierce my ears. Everyone has pierced their ears. And she's eight. And I, and I started yeah. to say, well, we actually have meridians that run through our body. And actually, if we learn that that is a key meridian point, I mean, I'm not stud I've not studied, but it just came to me intuitively. And she Still, said, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so maybe when I'm 10 or 12, <laughs> I said, maybe we can talk about it again then. You know, <laughs> but you put it yeah. to her, right? You yeah. told her like yeah. facts, like here, and you gave her the yeah. information. And she made this really great yeah. decision. Like, of course, I wouldn't do that. There's a meridian there. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's brilliant. I'm chatting today with Dr. Tommy John. I just want people to know, because I know there's like personal websites and all that stuff. I'm a part of a nonprofit that we started called Health Freedom for Humanity. Okay. Um, Alex Zek started it and his mom is a part of it as well. They're, they're big into this movement. Um, and we're just getting started. We're grassroots, but it's healthfreedomforhumanity.org. Okay. 
And so I'm actually doing a podcast for them right after this. That's what I've got. But we're, we've got tons of guests, our podcasts, we have all these classes that we're running. It's just a place for everyone to go where we're fighting for health and medical freedom from all angles, from all areas, you know, no brands, no, we all know what's at stake. We all know what's, what's, what's at risk here. And we're all willing to risk it all. Uh, every single one of us to say this hill will die on because it's the most important part, most important time in humanity we've ever seen. So we're ready. Thank you yep. so much. And may we inspire everyone to, to awaken to health, freedom and humanity. That's the goal. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. You're awesome. Thank you. You've been listening to One Space Love Podcast and I'm Steph Pappas. Thank you for listening. You can head over to onespace.love to learn more about what it is One Space is and over on the website, all of the previous podcasts are available. You can watch the chats on video on our YouTube channel, One Space Love. You can also see the music that's featured and see how to connect with the radio shows that I'm on, Radio Byron and Bondi Beach Radio that I feature weekly where I share these chats as well as music. I hope these shows inspire you to create more space in your life for doing what you love.